What's up, guys and girls? It's Bobby. And Sean. And James with better audio. And we're back, baby. And I have shitty audio. So we're back. But it's I'm so technical. I called TikTok the other day the TikTok. So I think that just demonstrates my uh my level now. I'm officially uh, a boomer. You've always been a bit of a boomer, but now it's just been uh kind of been more realized that you're a boomer living in a 30-year-old body. I live in the suburbs. Um Oh, I didn't tell you guys this. I called the cops uh, because the fireworks were too loud and too late one night. Um, so I think I think I should get a badge for that. That that should be like, you know, Aaron badge. Some, yeah, yeah. At, well, no, 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 no. It was ten twenty at night. Um, so in my defense, that was extremely late. Um, and I, I prefaced my call with, you know, I'm patriotic, but. Uh, this is a bit late, and um, yeah, the the fireworks did not stop. So apparently, they did not want to thank me for my service on July fourth, or you, July third, second, whatever. Before did July, you, uh, put that like lawn sign up that says like "Be careful for fireworks." A veteran lives here. <laughs> no, no, I think <laughs> that's extreme. And I, I even apologize because I didn't call nine one one. I just called the the regular like dispatch, and I. It's just like, listen, I don't, I'm that person right now. I totally understand it. I sound really old and curmudgeon but my son is asleep and I swear to God, if he wakes up, there's going to be blood on someone's hands. Uh, so like whatever you need to do to make sure that the fireworks that are 800 meters in that direction need to stop because they're doing ones and twosies. It's not one giant spectacular show. It's like a bunch of idiots were launching, you know, mediocre fireworks once every five minutes. And it was just, it was like that that torture technique where you're laying underneath of a dripping faucet and it's just hitting you in the forehead right between the eyes. And you're just like, this is driving me insane. So, yeah, and it's probably the, the proudest moment of my adult life thus far. Yeah, the uh, the fireworks over here get ridiculous. People like love fireworks here. It's like, it's not even like 4th of July. It was like the entire weekend plus the Monday and then plus the 4th of July was fireworks. On uh, Wednesday, when, when I when I woke up to go to work, it was like hazy outside from all the smoke from the fireworks, and then like you're driving and there's just like shit, every, like all this the debris from the fireworks, are, like it's like everywhere. Last year there was like debris on my truck last year uh, from the fireworks, and Ranger hates the fireworks. He like starts shaking, like climbs to the bathtub. So I'm I'm not, surprised not that you guys have uh, such a a fondness for fireworks and one of the most liberal states in the country considering all the environmentalists that live up there and the impact that it has on the migration patterns of birds and other animals i mean that's uh i mean that doesn't seem very very liberal to me bobby i'm just saying where we live is when i would not call liberal we live in kind of the boonies yeah you're surrounded by hill people we get it it's not my trail parks not even, hill, not even hill people just trailer parks i think they're all hill people just as soon as you put on a flannel you're a hill person i've got my hill person outfits all picked out i'm i am totally in the vibe i've got a hatchet i've got a sledgehammer i am like if i could grow a beard i would i'd look like someone on duck dynasty but i've got a baby's face you gotta work your duck calls i i don't know how to shoot a shotgun either i should probably that's probably the first place i should start ski shooting is pretty fun you never went to ski shooting uh, once in college before I figured out that I was uh, a left eye dominant and a left-handed shooter. So as you can imagine, I did very well. 
very, very well. Weirdo. I only needed two thumbs, man. Just radios. <laughs> That's all I needed. Oh, good. Um, so. Fitness. Um, so Christina did a CrossFit competition yesterday. And, uh, she no, she would did scaled female female with one of her coworkers. It was kind of very frustrating to watch Christina. She like is very difficult to coach, and she's gonna hate me when it, like you know this goes out. But she, she's very very difficult to coach. She like is doesn't listen for the pacing, or or what's the what's what's the biggest issue that you take with with her crossfitter crossfitting crossfitting mental weakness. That's what I take it. Do you have? <laughs> How come you don't have her listening to, you know, or reading Dave Castro's book or, you know, listening to David Goggins every morning? Who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> I have this, uh, so you carry the boats. I have this, I have this thing, you know, with one of my buddies, uh, I was having a Dave Goggins video every day. <laughs> I'm just I making the same thing with my clients. <laughs> biggest Instagram feed is Dave Goggins videos. This is my goal right now. <laughs> I was having a Dave Goggins video every day. <laughs> um, but you know, like in like in CrossFit, like you know, it's like you're tired and like you don't want to do it, but it's just like you just gotta get moving and just like start the next rep to like keep yes. going. But you know, like if you don't do it and you're not like comfortable with like how much it sucks, you know, you like you want to rest, and that's why I think like it's not frustrating yesterday, like watching like you know, I guess like the really amateur CrossFitters or people just like trying to work out for fun, you know, trying to watch watch them work out. Like no one, like I'm sure it sucks, but like people, like I saw this one lady like, just t like stop doing a burpee and the burpee just lay on the ground for like ten seconds. I'm like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you just gotta get up. Just get up. I I think it's one of those, like if you've not been doing CrossFit for a long enough time and you have that engine, you reach some points where you're just like, the the hell am I doing? I don't know like where that next you know, barriers that I'm breaking through or, you know, playing different sports and kind of going through the motions. I think it's, I think it's hard picking up CrossFit, you know, later in your late twenties, early thirties and not doing that at a time when, you know, say in your early twenties, you kind of could just push through the pain naturally. And like, I think there's a much bigger mental obstacle um, that, that develops as, as you age, because your body's just not at that same, you know, point in time. I don't know about that. I mean, like, I think it's more so like a mental aspect of people like not being comfortable like pushing the pace. It's not even like pushing the pace either. It's just like, you know, obviously it sucks and you can't breathe, but like when you stop and like rest and like not do it, you it makes it more difficult. But if you just like go slower but keep moving, you know, I don't know. But I mean, like, who are you competing against is like, I guess the other one, like when we would, when we would work out together, I would be super motivated to like stay up with you. Um, but if I went to like a, a, another CrossFit gym, if I didn't know anyone there, like it was hard for me to be like, okay, how am I going to gauge where I should be at this point in the workout other than just how I'm feeling? And so it was more difficult for me when I didn't know the people I was working out next to to know, okay, like. I don't need to be taking a quick second break here. I can just keep muscling through it. Um, and that, I mean, that could also be it. I mean, if she's not ever seen these competitors before, it's like, you know, 
what what is their level or where should I be in this workout, you know, compared to the other people? Yeah, yes. But it's also just like, you know, knowing the how much push that's another thing too. Like they like had this workout that was like a 50 cal echo bike, like a sprint worker, like 50 cal echo bike and like some barbell stuff. But like I told like I asked Christina, like, do you practice workout at all? And she's like, no. I was like, well, you're in for a rough time if you don't know like how far you can how hard to push against all bike, you know? Oh, like, that's like something you, is awful. Yeah. So like that's like something that you have to like practice. Cause like, you know, like on a echo bike or a salt bike, if you just go out really hard, you're in for a real bad time because that like lactate's gonna hit real fast. Um yeah. or like, if you yeah. don't if you don't keep it up, because once you hit that, whatever that 20 cal, you know, first 20 cows is, if if you can't just ride through it for the next you know, 15 to 30 seconds, mm -hmm. you're going to crash. And then the last 30 are going to take you three or four minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened to them. But that was just like, I know how, like, because I've done it with somebody, like, you know, I just know, like, my pacing. I think someone say, like, for experience too, like, for a lot of workouts, I just, like, know, like, all right, this is what, what my, like, like, just looking at their workouts, I'm like, all right, this is, this would be my plan for this workout. I don't know about your guys' is like endurance and whatever, but you should try something like this. And it seems to be like, you know, just because I've done it for so long and understand like how the workouts work and how like the, how it taxes and stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, kind of doing this for a while. Been doing fitness for a long time. Kind of, you're kind of uh, uh, an old head, you know, you just, you know exactly what to do. You're, I mean, you know, I, I seek advice from you often when I feel like I'm not pushing it. So, um, also, I think what's all good to have like a training partner is they can call you on your bullshit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's been plenty of times where you're working out and like, then you get that look, you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm moving like pond water. Yeah. Christina said that she said that I should try to do the competition because they do like a winter one too in this gym. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be very interested in doing another CrossFit competition. I think I'm like kind of over competing in CrossFit. I don't know what you guys think. Do it for fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah for fun. You don't compete for fun though. What? No way, dude. You if you if you're competing, it's not it's not it's not necessarily fun if you're competing. Yeah, it's not there's no fun. It's like you're just there for um there's a 5k next week in town that I can't uh participate in. But when I was planning on running it, I was like, oh I'm I'm going to go till I throw up. Like my a 5k you should throw up at the end of the run it's like on the the apft acft after your two mile you should be vomiting um that's like a short enough distance run where you can you can push you know something disgusting out of yourself to to drop 10 to 15 seconds yeah i just uh i don't know i'm not super into the whole idea of competing anymore well you've also got the the knee surgeries man i mean that's like like I considering I that and yeah, I mean it's mostly normal at this point. Um, but I have like had like some other like small random injuries too, like uh, a couple weeks. I was like last month maybe or like three or four weeks ago. I thought I like, tore my lat doing a pull up. Um, it's still kind of still kind of messed up, but it's like getting better. But it's like every every couple months or so, it's another small injury that just adds up. Getting I old. tell you what, man, we are mere years away from CrossFit turning into what we made fun of back in 2011 and 12, where it was picking up, uh, you know, gallons of antifreeze and stepping off of the couch and sitting down and standing up. <laughs> like, and we're just going to be injured standing at the sink doing dishes. Like that is, 
that is the point in life that I'm at. I'm, uh, it's like shameful to say that, oh my God, like I've got to really look at what I'm eating every single day when I'm eating it, comparing it to the workouts. Whereas, I mean, before for the last three years, I think I was like, oh, I can eat like I used to when I was 27, 28 and working out for two, two and a half hours a day. And now it's like, you know, the hell you think you are like, you know, you're going to get fat, dude. Um, it's awful. I hate getting old. Um, so I'm waiting for Elon Musk or Zuckerberg to come out with something I can take because longevity may, means something. I, say, I, I guess I think about it, like coming up on like 15 years of doing like CrossFit and like 20 years, 20 plus years now, of like lifting weights. A lot of volume, a lot that of volume in this ton. body. A lot of reps. A lot of reps in the body. You're you're definitely uh, uh, someone who would have, you know, like a hundred years ago, been rolling around as part of the circus as a strong man, because nobody would have ever accomplished the kind of reps that you had knocked out in you know the twenty years you were just mentioning. But now it's like, I mean, it's impressive when you keep that up and you're still managing your surgery schedules and stuff like. It's cool. I think it's it's like a lifelong activity. Yeah, I was like uh, thinking about it. I was just like, I'm like two years away from being a master's level athlete now. Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and AARP 30, is just after that. 35 is uh, is being a master's level athlete for CrossFit, so I'm right at the cost of being a master's. Yeah. Wait, 35 is? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like the first age group is like 35 to 44. Is like oh, that's me in a couple months then. I know. Okay. Like you should be right up on that. I'm old. Dude, you can start doing like master's stuff. And then, you know, that like, it's like the APFT. Like once you get older, that like one year, you like bump up and get, your scores get better because you're like, don't, you know. Yeah, but there were a couple years on the APFT where as you got older, like oh, some like events, more, yeah. yeah, like you had to do more push-ups, your run got slower, and then like the run got faster, but you had to do less push-ups. I know they're yeah. going back to the APFT, which, you know, for all the, the skinnier folks out there, that's really exciting because that's just, you know, all I, you want to do is show off your two-mile. Honestly, I'm okay with going back to the APFT. The ACFT, how it's like done, especially the, the ones I've taken, just take way too, it's like three or four hours to do an ACFT. It's yeah. ridiculously long. Like you, you should be able to knock it out in like an hour. It should not be this whole like morning or afternoon affair where you're just there for hours just waiting for a bunch of people to like do these like subpar pushups and stuff. Well, I think the, the weights are just a joke too. Regardless of you can get a really good workout out of it and it can be a good test. The weights are just at the end of the day laughably too little and and it's because it's embarrassing to compare our military's fitness to like where the military was fitness wise in the seventies and eighties, when you see commercials and everyone is just lean and mean, I mean, that cadence talks that you got to be lean, you know, to, to be airborne. And now it's like, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel, I feel like the, the fitness should, and like, you know, you should have like a baseline, like fitness that everybody should do like the APFD and that's like combat arms, you know, you have a specific, you know, fitness tests, like a combat fitness test that everyone that's in combat arms should do to maintain, you know, to assess fitness level there. So it's just like, you know, I don't think everyone needs to be able to, like, I don't necessarily think a doctor needs to be able to do like a three rep max deadlift, you know, or like a spin drag carry. I think you should. You got to pick the patient off of one table and put them on another. I mean, so if anything, it should be a power clean. 
Yeah, like patience. It, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Power queen of patience. You, 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 you cut somewhere near their pelvis, you cut up in their ribs, you get a nice neutral grip and you have yeah. to slap your hands inside. Yeah, like, like the, the Austrian log at the the Arnold. That's what you're practicing. <laughs> That's for the we've just figured it out. Arnold, we come get us. We'll develop a fitness test. Yeah. The S1, you have to do uh uh isolated hammer curls for all of the DA31s you're just chucking behind you and losing in a folder, and then all the stamps for the 214s that you're you're helping people transition out with. And that there's the S1 test. You're so uh, you're so you've been out for so long, Sean. They have IPSA now. <laughs> it's is, all is digital. That, it's digital. <laughs> it's all digital now. It's all IPSA. Oh no. You've been out for too long. Oh no. Um, I don't know. I'm still trying to get like med board for my knee. I'll see if that works out. I have a hard time believing the army tried med board me for my knees, but we'll see. <laughs> they tried to do it with my wrist, and I just felt like I would have been the biggest piece of shit if I had like accepted that because it's like it's a wrist like this is i will i will just get out i can get out without being a burden on the taxpayer uh, uh, come on doc uh, come on doctor i'm just trying to get out of the army we'll see i don't even retire so i can get out of the army well there's a lot of stuff we could talk on this podcast that could get you there i mean <laughs> yeah i know that's trying to watch from that yeah, yeah so i i think the the army like having fewer friends that are still in and they're all majors now, which is just, it's like brutal to think about because that is such a, a weird rank. Um, yeah. I mean, like everyone, our peer group is like, you know, up to like feel like S3 XO level right now. Yeah. Or they're broadening assignments. Um, should be post broadening at this point. But it's it's just like, you know, like, what's next? It's essentially just like looking at a clock and going, all right, I got seven more years. And then, you know, then you retire. But it's in seven years, they will move at least three or four more times. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you've got families that you're toting around with you. I wish the Army did a better job now hearing their stories and having moved almost every year for eight, where it was... Like, hey, you're going to first calf. You're going to be at first calf until you're a field grade. Um, unless you're going, you know, soft. So that, like, you really kind of love that culture. You love that unit. And it's not, oh, you're going to go to first calf for three years. Then you're going to PCS. Then you're going to go to another duty station for three or four years. And it's like every couple of years, just make it a long-term move. Like, you're going to be here for at least 10 years. Uh, I, and when you go to a school, you're not going to have to take your family with you because for four months or five months that you're at school, you're going to come right back and you can live in that same house. Um, you know, and you, you move your way up through the formation. So you came in as a second Lieutenant, as a platoon leader, one day you're going to be the battalion three, the brigade XO, like that is the, that's the path and trajectory that you're on instead of just like being a just a money suck on on the taxpayer for moving across country left and right and left and right for six months year and a half here I and mean, it's just like it's tiresome yeah i think that, i mean there's obviously like pros and cons to that idea i think that you know if you stay in one spot for that long you can definitely find a lot of cons with the idea you know of like creating these like um 
you know, like cesspits of like poor leadership and culture and like, you know, and like units of like great culture. Sure. That, that might work. But like, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that that would maintain. I don't think anyone would be picking Fort Hood, Fort Bliss. Uh, yeah. I, I, for fun, was watching the first couple of minutes of Branch Night up at West Point yeah. this last year. And every single branch that they posted uh, on YouTube, none of the first choices or the first half of choices were the Fort Hoods, Fort Bliss, uh, Irwin, um, uh, 10th Mountain down mm -hmm. at, at Polk. I'm not even saying the correct uh, host names. Oh, long you just dead named before. I, just, I don't know. I have no idea what they're called now. The the Southern Posts. Um, nobody wants to get stationed anywhere that is heavy. Now, even even the uh, individuals that are going armor are picking the the striker formations, the limited airborne uh, assignments. Nobody's like the first choice going. I can't wait to go down to Colleen, Texas. Like that, that should be like a, a sign to the army. Like something is, is, is wrong and rotten there. And nobody wants to be a part of it. Yeah. I keep seeing all these like things about, uh, recruiting, how recruiting is even getting like the lowest levels, you know, it's been in like decades. I was talking about like test scores and like the army is like barely passing the minimum test scores required to like enlist in the army or something like that. You know I mean, I believe, yeah, and then they're also part of that uh, survey they did was from a bunch of uh, veterans who have kids, and they were like, I wouldn't let my kid join the Army um, mm -hmm. where it's at right now. And I think a lot of it gets overblown with the media's coverage of, of the military in general, and then social media to just, you know, taking that to the stratosphere and every, you know, political movement. Um, but I think there is a huge problem. And I remember back in 2000, I think it was Lieutenant General Frank or something. He did a thing how obesity is a national security risk. And mm -hmm. I think people at the time were kind of like, no way, that's not a real thing. And then now we're 2023 and it's like, no, it is a legitimate, like not as only to, is it a health crisis, but the United States is not going to be able to field a fighting force, um, which is really scary. Yeah, I wonder if like the uh, and James might have some input or like some insight on like the whole Govi and like this the Gliptons, if that all. Uh, like... <clears throat> you're talking about the GLP one. Yeah, Agnes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what about them exactly? Like, I wonder if they? the uh, yeah the army will be like using it within the military for those active duty service members for like to help them lose weight. Because uh, you know, like bariatric surgery in the army is like a is a is non deployable, and like you're not allowed to join the military if the if you have like a bariatric procedure. But I mean, as a way to like increase recruiting numbers, I'm sure I could see I could definitely see this happening where like you know people go to maps or whatever, and then like the doctor in maps prescribes them like you know the GLP agonist like Wagovi or whatever to help them lose weight before they get into the military. Yeah, I could see that, but uh, the on the bariatric bariatric surgery thing i mean like if uh if you're ever at that point where you need it like military would be way out of the question at that point you know what i mean but um something like the the drugs the glp ones um that seems more like i guess in reason uh up that alley sort of thing is that like yeah. an ozempic thing that you guys are talking yeah, about yeah yeah ozempic would okay. go be whatever all the glp agonists isn't uh one of the side effects of that is like something about your bone density like decreasing Losing lean body mass yeah it's associated Which i think right you get like with... an awesome sunken cheek look i mean that's like pretty balenciaga 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's just uh, I don't know. I you know I don't know all the data on on all the GLP ones, but my understanding is that mostly affects the gut, uh, brain axis, and like decreases hunger signals, and you just overall eat less. So you know if you're starving yourself, you're gonna lose lean body mass in addition to fat mass too. I mean, doesn't well, fiber do the exact same thing? Like if you just increased your satiety, your right? Yeah. But uh, the GLP ones basically um hormonally mimic the fed state so that's how it basically like um keeps you from feeling hungry or keeps you from eating because it basically tricks your body into thinking like hey i already ate so you're gonna be like yeah i'm not really gonna eat i'm not gonna fill up to i'm not gonna have an appetite as much so that's just like a sad state of affairs that that's the point that we're at we're developing these drugs when you know, if you just limited the types of food that you were eating or adjusted the types of food that you were eating or did some moderate fitness every single day, like, you know, for running, for instance, if you wanted to take a complete rest day, you know, that's acceptable. But if you just did 15 minutes, the losses that you would sustain uh, from just doing 15 minutes compared to nothing are, are pretty significant. Um, but it's something bad, like that we're relying on drugs now instead of you know, prescribing just a lifestyle change. It's, I think obviously it's easier for someone to be like, let me just inject myself once a week to not to lose weight versus actually like, you know, putting some time and effort, some blood and sweat, sweat equity into it, you know? I lost 16 pounds in the last six months. I lost 10 uh, pounds last month. Dude, we, we should have made like a club for that like instead of the whoop strap be like you know weight loss journey with us um and it was literally just coming down to all right i need to make sure i do cardio for 15 minutes a day of my 60 day that i work of a 60 minute that i work out and i need to make sure that i'm not eating too many carbs at night and i'm not eating like i was you know when i was 30 and definitely not when i was 25 and it's like it works it's like okay there are the abs again god i thank you continue living only if uh Chronosfit had like you know a nutrition coaching service or yeah I don't, like I don't i don't need that my nutrition, <laughs> yeah. my nutrition coach all i do is i just do intermittent fast and i just the weight just comes off <laughs> one meal a day my nutrition coach just stares back at me in the mirror um and judges me and then my other nutrition coach is my sister who will she's the most brutal person uh I've ever met when it comes to like, I know how I'm looking physically. If I'm looking either too thin, like when I was training for the Ironman or when I was eating too much, she let me know. I was like, all right, time to make a change. I got it. Thanks. Thanks for the bully. Like that worked. But yes, we do have a nutritionist uh, on staff. I hear he's quite good, quite good, quite busy too, which is awesome. Yeah. Decent track record. I think um, quite a few testimonials now, but yeah. um yeah, I think we're up to, I want to say, in the 20s, 20-some uh, number of clients. So yeah, That's phenomenal, man. I mean, like just being here as a resource and trying to make it healthier. It, what's also really cool, too, is it, you you get into these services and you, you hear the advice and you put it in practice. And then that kind of develops almost like a word of mouth. Like they can just tell their friends whether or not they come to Cronus people like, Hey, by the way, this is how I've been, you know, eating more healthy and it's paid off. And it kind of just, hopefully it kind of spreads through, you know, society. It's kind of like what, what the fitness goal is like, here's a free ranger prep program, just disseminate, right? Just make it available. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
I feel like James, like how many of your clients stay on like long term, like more than a couple months? I feel like the big thing that you offer is like more of an education and like rather than and like lifestyle modification choices rather than actually like coaching somebody through things. Yeah, right. So um, I have a couple clients who've been with me since I started last March. So that's like over a year now, mm -hmm. basically. And uh, I haven't really lost a client in, I think, since like January of this year. So they, most of them do stick around long term. I think uh, one thing, you know, being honest, one thing that helps with that is the affordability of the service. You know, it's not a pretty modest price, but uh, for sure, basically education, long term sustainability and building those good habits and that knowledge to basically foster like that long life uh, uh, mindset of being able to basically handle your nutrition on your own. So mm -hmm. that independence basically. And then from there, I mean, a lot of some of those long-term clients, actually, they, they have everything set. Like I have no doubt in my mind that they could uh, run on their own, but every once in a while, they basically just need a friendly problem solver on board, um, which is, you know, me. And it's almost like a retainer thing. Like I'm just, you know, there for okay, well, when problems arise, but they have it like for the most part, like 95% of it down. Mm -hmm. When, uh, when you're programming with someone and, and, and working uh, with individuals, um, what are some of the like common pitfalls that you see though, you know, like kind of like individuals, you know, who are maybe going through AA, you know, they, they fall off the wagon um, around a holiday. Is there something like that in, you know, you're in, in your realm that you see often like holidays or vacations that kind of trip people up. So with CrossFit clients, actually, not really. Um, Hell yeah. I haven't Hell really yeah. had. Hell yeah. Un that's unsuccessful. You guys yes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had I'm an unsuccessful there. CrossFit client in like uh, probably like six months now or so. Um, pretty much all of them make, you know, really good progress or just, at, yeah, at least uh, some progress, pretty good progress. It's the, other business I work for, um, which is more like just general population, you know, think, uh, you know, Susie wants to lose 10 pounds to fit in a bikini kind of thing. They run into kind of more issues on that end, um, just with basically family life and like, oh, it's like, uh, you know, my wife made this really good dinner. I couldn't say no. Um, Fit clients don't say that. They say, well, yeah, I, I basically prepared my own dinner because even though the wife and kids were eating something else, I, uh, yeah, still made it work. But uh, yeah, for the most part, the guys that I uh, get through Cronus Fit are really top notch. Uh, awesome. They do well. So hell yeah, what's the product? Oh, right, yeah. Tra we attract a specific group of clients. I was a uh, breed, built different. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uh... who's going to carry the boat? <laughs> who's going to carry the boats? Uh, I and the logs. <laughs> and the logs. By the way, I heard that phrase in a um. My YouTube algorithm is so weird. Uh but I was recently watching like a three-part episode on SWIC, uh -huh. um, which is, uh, I don't think anyone's called them this, but I would say Navy SEAL JV without the diving and yeah, yeah, sure, most sure. of everything they do. Um, but they try to like replicate a lot of the, you know, surf training mm -hmm. and getting yelled at and the exact same phrases, the buds candidates, you know, here, but they were saying that it's like, who's going to carry the boat? It, there are some like I just love watching people get fit. Like if if it's pararescue with the Air Force or like a Marine Raider video, I'm watching that stuff like before I work out in the morning sometimes because it is like so motivating to see people doing stuff that you're like, yes, like you're on 
you are doing the exact right thing. Like that is what distinguishes you from the general population. And even within the military, like doing hard shit. Um, James, when, when you're talking with a lot of the clients, do you find that like the Cronus Fit ones had like a six or eight month like calendar goal? Like there is something that they are definitely training towards that is motivating them compared to like the general population that, that, you know, that, that you do on the side. Yeah. So there's definitely basically sort of a longer term or bigger picture mindset compared to gen pop folks, because most times they're just like, yeah, you know, I just want to look good for the beach or whatever. Um, but with, uh, I guess people in the military, you know, it's kind of like for their jobs and especially with the strength and conditioning service. Um, I have quite a few clients who are coming to me and they're like, you're talking like six, nine months out from ranger school or whatever school or selection. And um, they're really trying to prepare like way ahead of time. And I think it's great having that long-term mindset and just being able to um, prepare and plan ahead of time. So that was nice about like the military is that, you know, there's specific, always like something to be trained for like specific gates or selections or whatever, but there's always something that, you know, you have to back in your mind. That's one thing I struggle with now is like, now that I'm like, you know, not really in that field, I'm just like, like a, a doctor now. There's not much for me to train for necessarily, but I also like, you know, have transitioned from a performance, I guess, to more like a longevity approach to training too. Which I think is just like, you know, the natural progression of like going from a very high intensity, like high volume. Somebody asked that the other day on the, on our, on our Instagram, they're like, I've been following you guys for a long, for a lot of years, but I've noticed like <clears throat> the volumes kind of come down a little bit. It's not as intense as it was before. I was like, maybe it has been, you know, just secondarily to how I feel now and how I would train yeah. now. But certainly when I was like 20, 25, I trained drastically different than how I train now. Oh my God. I mean, our, the Saturday suck fest would take two hours, <laughs> if not more. Um, yeah. But I, I saw that I was kind of like, I got to relook at my programming. Am I, am I yeah. like programming for me older? Uh, but that was, you know, I, that, that, that question I think was in, with regard to the the military prep stuff, we're like, this cycle is exclusively running. You don't touch the weights. It's just all, you know, scaled to, to the runner. Um, but I think training smarter and having a long-term goal uh, is something that the military is really great at fostering because it gives you an opportunity to constantly test yourself. And like you were saying now, Mr. Doctor and I'm, I'm doing the law stuff it is like really difficult to put something six or seven months out as like a a goal you really want to work towards um and i think i'm going to try to start doing more 10ks as a way to like hold myself accountable because otherwise there's nothing and i think it's it's kind of indicative why maybe the u.s population is getting the way it is because there's nothing that you're moving towards that you know is going to motivate you to do something that's really challenging yeah i mean i guess like because i'm not really trained for anything but i still like work out like five six times a week still but it's just, like different right like i'm just doing a lot more bodybuilding type stuff than cardio not as many like metcons um that's one thing that i've noticed i don't do as much like the shitty like metcons um I but just we're enjoy... expecting you to do them so yeah what you do <laughs> you better definitely when i was 25 did a lot of shitty metcons and like thinking about like how I trained when I was twenty five, like I think the the program at that's how I like I program still is I program if I was still like twenty five and like yes. what twenty five what it would do. So I'm not, I don't know about like the volume dropping, but it's definitely different in some of the stuff that I program now. I've also thrown in 
pieces of equipment that as I've grown like my garage gym, I've gone, okay, this is a much better device or movement to achieve this goal mm -hmm. than what, you know, I had available to me at, you know, 26, 27, when we were first starting this, um, I've been doing a ton with, uh, speed ropes and with a very heavy, uh, jump rope, not the like giant braided, knot one, mm -hmm. but just a heavier yeah. one, um, ton of sandbag stuff, like heavy oh, I sand love the sandbags. Yeah. Like, sandbags and kettlebells. I've been doing a lot of sandbags. Oh my God. They're, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's great for like accessory work. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that you don't need in a gym because you can get away with a single 60 pound kettlebell. Uh, can break you off in, mm -hmm. in 30, 45 minutes. Um, so I think when I look at kind of my trajectory with programming now for the military prep stuff, it's still like very heavily focused on running body weight because I mean, cardio is king. Um, but the the strength movements are, I think, more functional um, and are moving away from the more Olympic training movements that, you know, I thought were necessary to to achieve a certain result that are like, okay, that's, that's not realistic. Like you're going to be mm -hmm. picking up a ruck, grab a sandbag and said, I don't need you to do power Queens. Um, you know, with 155 pounds, just grab a very heavy sandbag or a boulder. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I still think that I wonder if I should like do any competitions, but then at the same time though, it's kind of stressful. Like, I don't know if I want that stress in my life of like having to think about having to prepare for competition and, you know, training for competition. Don't yeah. you think it's like that you stress though? Like that kind of like a good stress? I get plenty of stress in work, so I don't know if I need more stress out of my life, you know? Are you to the age if you competed in a competition, you'd go shirtless? Or would you be that like tucked in professional, you know, um, like dad workout attire, you know, higher socks? Depends on how I look. Uh, like right now, I could probably pull off being shirtless. Wouldn't look great, but you know, you you have to, you have to have abs in order to pull off the shirtless look. I didn't work out without a shirt on, even in my own garage for six months. Oh, I, I don't work out with a shirt better shit in my garage at all. It's nice because like, you know, no one's oh, I'm sorry. around. I had a shirt on for the last six months even uh, in my garage because I was like, if someone walks by and sees in my window, I. Wait, wait till it's summer, guys. Like, I'll have the garage doors open. There's, there's a process to this. Trust the process. Uh, I, I work out the garage. It's too hot. I have to work out the garage door open. And I always work out shirtless now. Get the my vitamin D in. It's great. I love it. Well, I burn after uh, about five minutes of exposure. So yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty. I'm a nice, I I'm a nice healthy tan right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm very jealous of people that, that aren't as pale as me. My son is like see through. Watch that skin cancer. I'm gonna get it, man. Like I, I feel like parts of my body, and I'm usually like, wow, it's like really nice muscle definition, right? That's the first thing I think. But then I'm like, is that a mole? Is that new? Like, what, what is going on with my body? What are you doing? I thought having tattoos was gonna shield me. Like, you know, I thought that was like a a, a sunscreen. Doesn't work. It does not work like that. I know it does not. Yeah. It does not. <laughs> Absolutely does not work like that. Um. What's what else is new? What else are I gonna talk about? I got some topics from um our volunteer actually, Dylan. He uh he asked me some yeah, gave me some topics, but uh I wanna say I feel like we we've touched on or you guys have touched on these before. But uh we'll start with future of Cronus Fit. Do we have any plans like 
yeah but what's that look like i say uh well the app is certainly and that's a good question we got the app that's that's on the ver i know we've been saying this for fucking for like months now <laughs> years we've been coming. saying it for years we've been the talking about coming. the app since i was in jersey city <laughs> the app's coming it's coming we're getting in the final stages 90 percent there um, scholarship is still going so if going. you're listening to this still apply i don't know i feel like it's like I have noticed a little bit like in like when we first started out, it was like this really cool process of like growing the brand, growing the company and all this other stuff. But now, like, you know, with the life things like, you know, Sean's a lawyer, I'm doing the doctor thing. It's hard to like main like to come up with like new innovations to like increase, I think, the the reach of the organization. Um but I'm like actually okay with like how we're maintaining because clearly like people are still doing the programming people are still doing the things like people still buy the program they're still contributing to it so i don't know like how much more like you know i think we have it kind of dialed in like product is like the product and you know you come to us you get free daily programming you have some programs that we wrote that's one that we could maybe do like write new programs but i mean if it's not broken don't fix it either i mean i yeah, i completely agree i feel like it's uh at this point it's like a really well-oiled machine I love going in and once a week checking out what the uh, traffic is on our, our free archive and seeing how many people are downloading that um, and still picking up the ranger guide and the selection prep, the running programs, the functional cycles that you have that are on there. I mean, like that. And for me, that was always the goal when we first started was just like, I, you know, when when I was in different units, there was always going to be like a binder of really great programs that got passed around. Like, Oh, do you have that four horsemen workout? Um, you know, in, when that, you know, from whatever workout binder, like that, you know, that squalier's binder, it's like, good. I just want to be a resource that someone can pull up on their phone when the app is there and it's going to be even easier to do so. Um, but just to, to constantly be able to go back and say like, Oh, I really like this cycle that they ran. Uh, you know, we could load up, a lot, I could load up more of the programs that we've run, uh, on the military prep side, but if you just hit the back button enough, you're gonna you're gonna you're find the eventually. programs that we yeah you'll get there eventually. It's a it's a journey, okay? You know, it's free, so just do it. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of curious to see how the app will play out. Um, because my idea with the app is like, you know, to have the app. Because I think what the app would offer is like the ability to search specific workouts. You can track, you can log your workouts too. Because right now, like, we don't really have a native system that allows you to like really track like your progress. It's just like this is a workout, and then you have to figure out your own way to track it. I think the app would provide like a way to like you know, like a two or three dollar a month type subscription to like get access to the app, and then you can buy all the do everything through it still, and then you have access to like James, and then you'd have access to like ability to like see how other people are doing. And that's another thing I would thought about is like how we can increase like user member like engagement with each other. And that's one thing I'm hoping the app will kind of fill that gap of allowing members to like ask questions to each other and like how to do this or what kind of workout is that? Yeah. Or email is still directly. I mean, I, I think at least once a week, someone sends something to Sean at Chronos fit and it's like, I'll try to get back within 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, like, so that's, that's the other part of Chronos fit that I still enjoy is, like we are, when we say we're available and we respond to everything, like we do, um, or at least we try to, unless you are the company out of Pakistan that has been pushing patches on us for six years, um, we're not making patches uh, with you.
Uh, so please stop contacting us. Or like the brand ambassadors that keep trying to, you know. Yeah, the shirt with the lion on it, like a really, really awful drawing of a lion. We don't want that either. We're not going to sell it. That's not for us. And don't don't offer us uh, healthcare either because we're we're not in that space. So like, I don't. It, I I love when people reach out and you're like, do you, did you just go to the website and not read a thing? Like, no, they don't because it's it's, it's no. all automated, like automated emails to like. We're not selling shitty switchblade knives. Like that's it's not that's not the brand. So I guess like long story short. I think we're still continuing what we're doing. And then, you know, I'm sure, you know, I see a lot of the other, like, uh, on the Instagram, I see, do see, like, all of the other programs out there. Like, uh, I'm not going to name them, but, like, I saw one that was, like, you know, $200 for, like, a prep program that we would run too, you know? No, I'll name them. Uh, was it Green Blue? Was yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, charging a ton of money. And the other, the other thing that I'm, I'm always a little, uh, surprised with um when you see there was another one that like a couple years ago came out uh because i mean like none of this programming is like a secret it's all going to look the same um but when you go to like the about page and it's it's just it's a ghost town like who runs this site who programmed these Mm -hmm. these workouts it's just you know like i you know exactly who's programming here um and you can either be like yeah i don't want to i don't trust you know, this six, five ginger, like to, to tell me how to run. It's like, cool. All right, leave. Like, but I, I, I have even less patience and um, trust for individuals that are running programs for fitness that claim to be one thing, but don't have anything, you know, supporting that. Or, you know, there's, there's nothing on there to be like, oh yeah. Like who's going to carry the boats. That's David Goggins. Like he, this is his website. You know, it's, it's, um, I know it's like a matter of transparency for me with, with a lot of these programs. I really love seal fit, uh, back in the, the, you know, 2007 to 2011, cause Mark divine, you knew exactly who was writing the programs, you know, former Navy seal and had an awesome podcast. And I loved his stuff. And it was like, all right, like that's the engagement. He would respond if people ask questions. Like, I, I think that's what kind of distinguishes a lot of the fitness, um, influencers in the military now. Yeah, I mean, because all the programs, you know, work. It's just a matter of how much you want to pay for them and then, like, you know, who you want to support, I think, is what it comes down to. Yeah, and I promise you, if you're looking at one program from another, knowing that they're probably going to look the same, if one is costing you five times as much as the other, like, it it might not be worth it. Ours is free. We have free daily programming. Yeah. I mean, that, that's half the time when people have reached out to us to ask questions about the program, especially about like purchasing a program. I've told more people every single time, like my first response is, did you check out this free program? It'll do nearly the exact same thing. And if you're not training for this specific event, start here and then come back in you know, four months when it's done. And, and if you still want to continue with that program, then go ahead. But don't, don't spend money yet until you try you know, one of the other programs or mix up some of the programs to get the same results. Yeah, looking through some of the workouts and like it's the same workouts on yeah. blue green, same shit. I mean, it's cool. It's I I like their logo, um, but I just I don't understand the I don't understand pricing. I guess it's different though. Like if you're a company that like you're paying the salary and you know sorry James, 
<laughs> and that's putting, you know, uh, the roof over the head. But I think that's the unique position that we're in, that this is a nonprofit. And this is like our our hobby that that continues to keep us engaged with the community that we are part of, that keeps us fit um, and testing all the new programs, too. And it's, it's like we want to give back. I want fitness. We want fitness um, not to be a secret and affordable because you know, for the 18 year old, 19 year old out there, it's, it's insane to think, okay, I'm expecting you to drop a hundred, 200 bucks to figure out how to increase your pushups by, you know, 15 or 20. Like that's, that's just absurd. We could always increase like our marketing and like our brand engagement, I think, cause you know, how we can increase that, but I'm not a social media guru. I'm not an influencer. Yeah. I could do way more like shirtless posts on Chronos Fit. I mean, like, just I don't know. That, I think that would be a, a negative advertising, though. Just get really. I'll get. I'll get Alyssa to get like a spray bottle and just spray me down, and I'll just like do some thinking poses in the gym. Like today's workout really put me through the ringer. I think that would get a lot. And then just oh, add up. We don't hashtag enough um, on our posts. Uh, I at least don't use any hashtags, um, which might like hurt our algorithm. But I mean, I think our algorithm is like <clears throat> it's like. Kind of, we have. I mean, we haven't like increased or like changed our follower count in a long time. It's just been like kind of stagnant. Yeah. Well, I think it went from like over the past year, it it doubled, right? Because I remember last March it was at like twenty five thousand. Now we're at like fifty five thousand. So like over a year, you know, when you, you know what I mean, like when you open up that time time frame. I guess I don't know. I don't really follow this. You haven't noticed <laughs> that. I did that. Um, that Google. Remember that Google marketing thing yeah. for nonprofits? Yeah. Um. After that, we we gained like over a few months. Gained like ten, fifteen thousand followers. Went from oh, like that's awesome. Twenty five to thirty five, I think, or thousand. Dude, imagine, yeah. imagine how much we'll gain if we have an OnlyFans tied to the account. <laughs> and we'll just just like programming and posting workouts. We'll just each take a week on it. You know, like that's that's what you get. You know, the first week of the month is is going to be the military prep running program and Sean on OnlyFans. And then James is the second week. And so like you really just mix up like, I don't know, what kind of photos are you going to have today? You know, what's behind the paywall? Is it going to be feet? Uh, is it going to be woodworking? Probably. But yeah, that would definitely build us some, um, was it SEO? Is that was the... Search engine optimization. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. like an old thing. I, I don't think people like. Oh my God. Really... Don't tell me it's old. I thought I was using a cool phrase there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, a, that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, um, Maya, I just want to say that uh, my plans for the future for CrunchFit is just on the coaching side of things. It's definitely growing that out. Um, I do have quite a few resources slash programs i think um you know i'll put on the site like i came out with that recipe book um oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so uh more nutrition things um i have no shortage of basically strength and conditioning programs so i'll look into you know spreading spreading those out there as well mm -hmm. um either free or maybe like you know a couple bucks or something like that so yeah. i can't believe you've been holding out on us on a on the on the book you, you could come up with like a seasonal dish we could you know, a, a Christmas melody of, you know, how to incorporate protein powder into, you know, your grandmother's favorite Christmas cookies. Like, dude, that's marketing right there. Look at that. We just well, cracked the book. I just new... finished it like a couple days ago. So it's, it's brand new, but yeah. Um, I, it was for, uh, clients of the, 
basically all existing clients and you know future clients but uh yeah definitely that's awesome we'll spread man. that john can you turn the light on your room or something <laughs> <laughs> it's so dark did it get darker in there it does yeah there's a storm like, here progressively dark <laughs> progressively got dark. darker like as we started as we talked <laughs> and i love how he he like didn't even notice or like he just didn't just care. There, yeah. He's sitting in the dark room by himself talking. <laughs> did, did my last block out the light, though? I can imagine they did. No. Yeah, it's disappointing. But I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like the product, like, you know, I don't know how much more that we should or could do to, like, improve the product. Like, I kind of like where it's at right now. Like, you know, you have the free programming. You have the programs you can pay for. You have, like, bunch of options then like there's enough content to keep you engaged for like years if you do like do the program so like and it's not meant to be i don't think it's supposed to be the end all be all but like a thing that you know you can start out at it and then move on to different things and once you learn how to do it yourself and you learn yeah how to do it. i think the coolest thing that i mean we talked about this like five years ago if we were co-located was like opening up a gym like that would have been the next step but that's not even that's not like a sustainable mm -hmm. uh you know business idea either because just like everyone working from home garage gym tech is is really great now it's like i would never go get a gym membership with what i've got in my garage for the same cost of a year's membership at a you know crossfit box it would be interesting james if you did move want to move out here and like start a gym hmm Open Don't up a gym around here. <laughs> you want to open up a gym around here? We could like a, that probably. What what kind of gym would it be? Like strength and conditioning, or strength and CrossFit, or something like that? Probably strength and conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'd be pretty nice. But um, is uh, is basically the what is it? The demographic fit for it? Like, do you know? I think Washington's know. pretty like like between Washington, Colorado. Uh, I think those states would be great to open up gyms because people are it's like the most fit states in the country. Especially because you know the there's a military base here, so like you obviously like, you know there's a big client group that would for sure be interested in that. We should do it yeah. in Hawaii. I can do environmental law on the side, which is like my passion project. We can get totally jacked and surf. Um, I would need to live wearing... in Hawaii. I, I, I've never I been interested not... in living in Hawaii. What? what, dude? That's like my my ultimate dream. I'd love to just live in Hawaii. I just think it's like too difficult to like do anything there. What what else do you need to do? There's hiking, there's water sports. I should probably preface I suck at water sports, like I suck at surfing and I suck at paddle boarding, but it's the idea that they're there that I could do them that I really enjoy. All the fresh seafood. Uh I mean it's just like the most beautiful landscape that there possibly, you know, could be. Um I like mountains. I like the mountains here. That's one thing that I you know Christina and I started getting into is mountaineering. I uh, went with my buddy. Uh, we tried climbing this mountain, like 10,000 peak, 10,000 foot peak here, Glacier Peak. We went uh, a couple weeks ago, like June 20th or something. We like did a, we hiked in. It was like a 13 mile hike in going up 4,000 feet, no, 5,000 feet. Uh, and then we camped at like 7,000 feet. And then uh, we got snowed out and then had to leave the next day because it was snowed out. It was wild. It was like June. It was like yeah, actually see, snowing. Like that, that would still be like a cool place to have a gym 
because that's what people are doing on the weekends. So like, you know, Hawaii also has mountains. Yeah, but they're not like mountain mountains. Well, I don't know if you could say that. I mean, you know, have you seen Jurassic Park? Like those mountains look pretty steep to me. They filmed it there. Isn't there mountains in Jurassic Park? Yeah, they did. They're they're you know, they're on an island, but it's like the, the mountains when they're taking the helicopter in and it's going through and they, they get to what the if waterfall. It's a CGI though. <laughs> Back in All ninety right. ninety what? Oh, we haven't talked about good shows. I just finished uh, Succession. I thought it was uh, pretty good. Succession I thought was really good. And I was like t- talking shit to Christina. I was like, I understand business. I watched Succession. <laughs> uh Bobby, I know we talked about this probably very early on in the podcast, like how when we were at RASP 2, we watched a ton of Kung Fu mm-hmm. uh, snuggled up in bed together. Uh, I just started Warrior on Max, um, which is HBO now. Oh, my God. Like, it's like uh, it's like they took Peaky Blinders and they set it in San Francisco, but they added Kung Fu. It is funny the action scenes are incredibly graphic but also very funny and it's it's like i i will not be able to control my my responses i'm like gasping i am like oh my god like at at the different moves it is a show i cannot recommend more highly it is a Mm. phenomenal phenomenal show they just came out with season three um so i'm i'm in midway through season one right now it's it's phenomenal i can't believe like i haven't heard about this show until now i'll check it out yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, and the Mario sure. movie. They're related, I guess. Yeah, I don't know about that. Fighting. Um. Yeah, Succession. I thought was pretty good. I enjoyed Succession. It was very interesting. What else I, uh, is coming out? Huh? Oppenheimer's coming out. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Barbie coming out. Mission Impossible, whatever is coming out too. Dude, Let's he did that, that stunt scene where he. Tom Cruise rode a motorcycle off a cliff. Yeah. And then base like, jumped. Yeah, it's such a base uh, jumped off a cliff. Yeah. That that dude is the the real life uh Bodie Zephyr, like from point break. Like incredible. Another great movie, Point Break. The first one, the first remake. One, yeah, yeah. I didn't watch the remake. So bad. So unbelievably bad. Yeah. All right. Anything else that uh, came up, James, that you wanted to ask or talk about? Yeah. So he also said transferring to the civilian side after being in. As in like. Being in the military. Yeah. Sorry. I should. <laughs> I should. Well, like what, just like getting, transitioning over or like. What part of the transition? Yeah. What part of the transition, I guess. Oh, I guess he didn't really specify that. But um, he also said uh, Bobby and Sean's experience as an officer compared to enlisted. Uh, you guys both went in as officers, right? Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know uh, the other side. Um, I would say on the transition part, like it was, it's great getting out. I'll be honest. Like I love not having my weekends taken away for the dumbest of things. Um, I absolutely love, love, I mean, I think it's just getting your time back um, and having like an appreciation for the small things uh, that, you know, I see others get really mad about. I'm like, I, 
I'm not going to JRTC for three weeks. So like it, it could be worse. Like, I think that's the best thing is the military gives you perspective on like what's really shitty in life and what is really great. And so you appreciate it. Um, but I will definitely say like now four, five years out, been out for five years. Yeah, I have. Um, I miss the, the fitness. Like it is really hard. Like we talked about earlier, staying in shape because you don't have two and a half hours a day to work out. It's not like you're given the six 30 to eight in the morning and then lunch off to go work out. So finding that time is really challenging. Um, and then also being around people that like truly know what sucks in life and, and having perspective and having to hear some civilians sometimes just make statements. And you're going like, you have no idea how lucky and, and how fortunate you are to have this as your primary gripe and, uh, Having to curb language is probably the other big challenge because I think I think I would swear every third or fourth word. Mm-hmm. And now being in the office, if if I if I drop a fuck, it's like so sorry. Um, so that's yeah, a big adjustment. I would agree on that. Even like I'm, you know, even. Be, being i don't even consider being a doctor being in the military still like honest in all honesty like you know technically i'm still active duty but like it's such a drastic difference from like being on the line compared to like being in the hospital it's like not even funny like i just miss the days where i could just be like this is fucked up you need to fix this and not have someone like cry like i multiple times people cry like like in the hospital like people cry in front of me from like maybe being like you need to fix this like this isn't this is fucked up you need to fix this this is wrong and like that apparently you can't talk to people like that you know in the hospital how dare you how dare you when people's lives are in the line that you tell them they're wrong that they get upset with you pretty funny story like uh i was talking with uh the the second the the year behind me then the resident behind me because every Thursday, our program, we go get beers together, like a happy hour type thing. And then it's like, I love it because it's like you get to hang out outside of work. And then, you know, you get to like be friends outside of work, which is, I think, what, you know, what our program is really good for. But uh, we're talking about like how each year is a little bit different and like how my year was kind of tough on the the new guys when they like a couple years ago when they first started out. Because like the interns this year are like kind of getting babied. Like everyone's like, you know, offering to help them, like show them how to do things, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, Luke, who's my buddy the year behind me, he's like, yeah, on the first day, Bobby printed out message to Garcia and left it on all our desks. <laughs> so we definitely didn't have the experience of being helped by uh, our our juniors or people, like, you know, people over us. I was like, I, mean, I, I can't there's... tell you how many times I've read message to fucking Garcia as, like, a lieutenant or, like, in West Point. How many times I've read message to Garcia? Like, how many commanders have given that to me? I've never read it. Really? Mm-mm. Dude, literally uh, every time I showed up to a new unit, the commander would make me read message to Garcia. I've read honest, like five that, times. That's like a real West Point thing. Um, the only people I've ever heard mention message to Garcia or reading like, you know, the Desert Fox or these, you know, World War II or Vietnam memoirs um, are West Pointers. Like that's like you go into a battalion commander's office. He's got like a bookshelf with all these you know, the, those type of books. Whereas I think like the ROTC folks, the books that, yeah, look, turn around, Bobby. <laughs> the individuals that come out of ROTC, like we were reading like sci-fi military books like Hyperion uh, or, you know, Old Man's War, 
um, like space odysseys. We didn't do the like autobiography stuff. Once an eagle's right there. Yeah, like over the mountain or bear went over the mountain, like with the old breed on war. Yeah, you U.S. pointers are. I mean, you're smart. I would have no problem if you know my son decides to go to West Point. Um, you know, I I'd be in full support of that. But the you guys read some pretty unfun books. Platoon leaders back there too. Yes, I I don't. You can just just watch Band of Brothers. Like I'll save you on all the reading. Band of Brothers there too, with the old reads back there too. So you get all the uh, HBO series are there. But anyways, my point being is that like uh, I don't know, there wasn't exclusive of West Pointers either. I had like non West Pointers making me read Message to Garcia too. They're not cool. I'm embarrassed for them. And then James, you know what Message to Garcia is? I just googled it. It's uh. Yeah about expressing the value of individual initiative and conscientiousness and yeah. work so yeah yeah um, yeah yeah i see the angle there but um, yeah it's, it's basically the, it's like the prototypical short story that like you know that you know you're given a mission you don't ask how to do it you just get it done and that's how you know it should be you don't ask questions you get it done nobody cares how you do it just get it done which is, very, you know, uh, very applicableism. <laughs> very it's very applicable in everyday life, especially so in the hospital when you're like an intern in the hospital, you know, and you're a new doctor, uh, and you don't know how to do anything. You just gotta figure it out. Yeah, he's got a broken foot. Listen, just fix it, get it done. All right, I took it off below the knee. Like I got it done. Within reason. Within reason. Within okay, yeah. Well, so so Mr. Garcia should should come with a uh a, like a well, short asterisk. Warning, like, this might not work in every situation. You might need yeah. to ask questions for guidance. Yeah, seek yeah, guidance. yeah, yeah. Seek guidance when when needed. But you know, someone tells you to, you know, whatever. Anyway, my point being is that I think it's generational too. Uh, in the hospital, people are just generationally getting softer. Christina says the same thing in the, in the hospital too for her her nurses that are like just getting out of nursing school. Just they all like lack critical thinking, aren't able to like independently do things, aren't used to like making decisions and like have to ask questions for everything. And they're also like way more, way more sensitive. So, Gen you know, Z maybe the chat. What's that? Gen Z it sounds like the, the boomer chat. now. Yeah, I was like, uh, I maybe the, the boomer means coming out more, but I don't know. Let it flow, Bobby. Like, where I mean, that's what they some... say about every generation, though, right? Every new generation, you know. That's what they said about millennials too and all that stuff. So yeah, you know what I also hate about that? I hate the boomers that try to when they talk about Gen Z or millennials, they'll go, I'm the most impressed. Like they're the ones that are out there doing X, Y, and Z. It's like nobody likes you for saying this. Like your generation thinks you're weak, and the younger generation thinks you're just extending platitudes so that like you stay relevant. Like, go away. Go, go home. Go home and have your tapioca pudding. Like, you know, let the millennial rise. I'm just glad that like millennial bars and restaurants are a thing now where they're like, uh, I think it's Anne Juliet is a play on Broadway that's based off the Romeo and Juliet thing. But like all of the songs are Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears, like stuff that we would appreciate listening to. You know, I don't, you, I don't know what you're talking about. What is this gibberish you're speaking? This, this is, this is just about the generational gap. How do you not? God, you're so uncultured, you swine. This is gibberish. Do you not read Broadway plays? No. How dare you? Who has time for that? How dare you? You know what I read? I read textbooks. I read the big books. Oh, 
brother. <laughs> Real <laughs> fun a, guy here, huh? There's a story. There's actually a pretty funny story about uh about University of Washington. There's a this uh cardiothoracic surgery fellow who like uh like made some like yelled at a nurse essentially like the nurse was like said something like it's a comments and he's like no i read the big book you read the small book it's like some nurse <laughs> and that's like his like that quote's like on the wall and like at the university of washington ct so i read the big book and the picture of him so i make the comment now i read the big books i read the big books yeah you've got them displayed for everyone to see you know your, your west point library there it's a good library. I have a great, great books here, man. I read Warhammer stuff. That's that's oh, where man. you learn. That's where you learn about real leadership. I that Warhammer shit, dude. <laughs> There's that the friend of the podcast. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> First oh. of all, he's he's quite a character, but uh, he does not shut up about Warhammer. And he tells me you you two both talk about it like oh, every daily. day, right? Daily, we talk about Warhammer. <laughs> we 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 will send like different models and paintings, um, updates on our armies, where we are, and you know we are both reading the same book. Uh, yeah, Warhammer's way of life. I I listen to audiobooks of Warhammer on the way to work sometimes. So it's a it's like a book and sort of like a board game, right? Yeah. So it it started out as a tabletop game with minis, and. Then similar to like how when Star Wars started out, they kind of expanded um, the Star Wars universe and the canon. The same thing happened with as Warhammer came up with more armies and different chapters and different factions. People started writing about it. And uh, it's I mean, it's like massive video games are coming out. Henry Cavill wants to start a a Warhammer um, show uh, after he's left The Witcher. Um, And it's just, you know, it's hugely popular uh, amongst the nerd community. I'm playing Diablo Four. If anybody cares, oh, dude, I've been watching all of the cutscenes, which are phenomenal. Diablo Four is a lot of fun. Anybody out there? Yeah, I don't have time for video. I just uh, finished my living room, built-ins and fireplace. So, if maybe maybe I can start that. Uh, it's not for you. It's not for me. I'm not cool enough to play your video games. No, because I can see you playing. You'd be like, "What's what is what are these numbers?" What is what is strength? I could see you being like Christina. What is strength? Like, I've played video games before. <laughs> How dare you? What is his attribute? What what does this mean? What, what does skill mean? I just sent you guys a photo of what I finished building, which is a real indication of strength. I've bent wood. I have I've shaped the earth. Uh so but how dare you? I don't know how to play. I wouldn't know how to play uh a fantasy game on the computer. Well, I, I wouldn't actually because I wouldn't know how to open it. I'm really bad with that stuff. Oh, you did all the recess shelving? Yeah, I did all the shelving. I did the table. I did the frame around the TV, uh, the brickwork, everything there, minus the couch and the actual fireplace insert. That was very wow. professional. You should have uh... a real, uh, what's that guy's name? Ron Swanson here. Oh, dude, he he's got an awesome wood shop uh, outside of LA. Um, but yeah, that's the goal. Next, next on the next is a dining room table. Make a side hustle. Be a side hustle. I should. I should be on Etsy. You could. That's like a, apparently a pretty good business model doing Etsy. Yeah, if you can send me a video of doing fifty burpees in less than three minutes, you'll get ten percent off your order. That's how I incorporate Chronosfit. But as a penalty, if you don't, 
it's a 10% increase. <laughs> That's your buy-in. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fat tax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I couldn't realize that like uh, my hobbies have kind of, kind of lacked a little bit. The thing with medicine. We should hear it was really nice like having all this time off to like do other things, but I got more into a uh outdoor stuff some skiing it's more hiking dude i love when you guys post videos and, and photos of when you like are going and being like real life functional fit climbing you're, you've got your your tent and your stove and stuff I and mean, it's like it's really cool that's one thing that being really fit has made me really like been really nice is that like i've never you know felt like my fitness is holding me back from doing outdoor activities which i think is a big thing yeah it's only like if you're like not as fit um you know caring with like walking around the weight like on the one we climbed that mountain like where we tried counting the mountain i was like i was like i'm pretty good at like walking with weight on my back and like you know i don't i don't do it very often but it like, wasn't the slowest one and so really like you know wasn't holding the group back so that's always a good feeling yeah you can carry the boats i can carry the boats and the logs Oh, we, well, know we know him. the logs. The logs they don't know me, good. son. They don't know him, son. Yeah, they don't know me, son. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, with that inspirational quote from our, I wish I knew Dave Goggins. Uh, we'll probably start wrapping it up. Any big announcements for you guys? Yeah. Uh, just self plug for the coaching service. Uh, we do offer nutrition coaching, strength coaching, and now uh, the newest one, the newest service is strength and conditioning. So you could email me at james at chronosfit.org or just DM the Chronosfit Instagram account. I'm on there as well. If you have any questions, uh, all the rates are on the site. Basically run from $100 to $120 per month. Guarantee you, you won't find a coach anywhere cheaper um, yeah, that, is, that provides that is, as good of a service, right? That's ridiculously cheap pricing for coaching because it isn't like usually like $300 like going rate a month for coaching. So... There's a another business I work for that their prices are basically like three to seven hundred dollars a month um, for coaching. Great deal, the great deal. And speaking of great deals, our running program will come to an end at the end of next week. So for those that are looking for getting back into the pain realm with some devices, apparatus, and weights, your time has come. Uh, so finish out the next couple weeks of running and then uh see how we incorporate that into the next cycle and for the functional fitness we are uh wrapping up the base building cycle which i know not many people do enjoy doing by the transition into a, a tempo and positional mini cycle and then we'll go into a strength cycle which is everybody's favorite this is strength cycle and with that catch you guys later bye peace see ya